following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Decided to take down a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper in the uh, next week or so. Going to try not to bury that in about three days. I'm a man of my word. Yes, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I don't know why I made the bet in the first place. I was was wondering that exactly. I just wanted to have some fun. Seven points. I mean, that's respectable for Packers Bears, even considering. Yeah. Right? The state of things. I guess so. Um, Speaking of soda, this has been a discussion. I know you're a Mountain Dew guy. Are you a flavored Mountain Dew guy? Or are you a specific uh, Diet Dew? I, I'm usually Diet Dew. Uh, you know, in the vending machine at work, they have Code Red. Right. So once in a great while, I'll have one of those. But it's for the most bad. part, it's okay. Yeah. It's just okay. Did you, Have you done the Voltage? No, I've never done any like the weird off brand. Because now there's watermelon. I I heard you guys on the radio talking about. Would you be curious? Because I think try them. I might get they. I haven't found a twenty ounce. There's a guy at work who is a like would order Mountain Dew by the pallet. Jesus, like if they had a pallet just for sale at like Sam's Club or Costco, I bet he'd buy it. (laughs) He has one all the time. Like he talked about having like two or three cases of soda. Per week wow, of Mountain Dew. That's out of control. And he's a skinny little shit. That's how it always works. Which makes guys like me really irritated. Yeah. But so we're gonna we're gonna try and do a taste test, but I can't find individual things. But I, I if you're a Mountain Dew guy, I would pass along obviously one of the uh, one of the dozen if if I were to get a case, if you'd, I'd try if you'd one out. be willing For to try sure. it. Okay. For sure. All right, so we'll we'll try and do that. Welcome into the intentional foul. We'll, we started with a little soda talk there. Um, we got some stuff to cover, uh, cover. Not a whole lot going on just because the NFL is getting whittled down and we're getting close to uh, championship weekend, Super Bowl, whatnot. Uh, we'll talk about the end of the Bears and some of the other playoff games. And then the upcoming divisional round, some news and notes, NBA around the league college football is done um and then some college basketball badgers are playing as we speak and then major league baseball a couple of tidbits hopefully start on time and then dan will talk about uh some of his jeansville craig hoops classics uh, that are uh, up on the youtube channel for you so all that and more coming up on this episode thank you for listening downloading subscribing and as we say at the end of every episode please tell your friends did you watch a lot of Super Wild Card Weekend? Did you watch almost I did. every game? I, I mean, I watched uh, I watched the first game on Saturday, uh, about ha- the first half of the second game on Saturday. Then we had to go do a oh, game yeah. over yeah. to Craig, so um, caught the end of the Tampa Bay game. But then, yeah, Sunday I watched most of all three games. That's good. So, uh, did you bail on the Bears at any point? Because you said you were. Uh, I kind of lost some interest in the second half. Yeah. You know, I was I was doing my laundry and doing all the normal Sunday stuff that I do, and um, I had them on, but I wasn't glued to the TV because sure. I I kind of already knew the inevitable of what was going to happen. So. I mean, it seemed twenty one seems respectable, uh-huh. but you got to come up with more than nine. 
You gotta, and especially an in that shouldn't have been nine because he threw a touchdown when the clock read zero. So right, right, it was three. Right, they really scored it, three. It should have, it should have been twenty-one-three. I mean, yeah. all things considered, but drop a touchdown pass, man. Some of these receivers that the Bears have, they either can't come up with plays or they do dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, either or, or they get hurt. It's a frustrating, you know. It's the end of a very frustrating season. But at the same time, I didn't think they were going to be any good anyway. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a get excited because they make the playoffs guy. That that just does nothing for me. Like, it's like the Brewers last year getting the eight seed. Like that's great, but you're not competing for the championship. Yeah, you technically you made the tournament. Big deal. It's like being a 15 seed and and playing Duke in the first round. You might beat Duke, maybe, but you're not beating Duke and then Kentucky and then Kansas. It's not happening. So um, it's the it I believe is the end of the Trubisky era. I don't see any possible way they can bring him back. Uh, I don't think the fans would stand for it. And. As the game wound down and I was watching that fourth quarter and that last drive, I felt a little bit bad for Trubisky. I I really do. Um, I was telling somebody today I was talking to, I think he will go through his career and he'll make starts for other teams at various points, and I think he'll be serviceable in a tight spot. But... He's never going to be a star. He's not a he's not a quarterback that you can run out there and and be confident that you're a contender. But I don't know that a lot of it is all his fault. And I think that the the personnel that was put around him, the uh, the coaching that he dealt with the the last four years, you know, being drafted by a coach that didn't want him in John Fox, and literally. I mean, it was the most remedial thing I've ever seen that year in football where he was throwing, like, seven passes. He's starting a football game and throwing seven passes. And then you bring in Nagy, who's supposed to be a guru of offense, and he's supposed to coach you up. And you saw saw some strides, but nothing major out of Trubisky in three years. Um, And that's part, I think, that... You know, sometimes I think when you evaluate these guys and you miss, like, you you just you miss on what their ceiling is. You know what I mean? Like, he's got talent, but his talent, he's I think he's maxed out already at this age. I don't know what more he, you know, he's not going to all of a sudden just become really accurate. He's not all of a sudden going to become a much, much better decision maker. So... I think you've gone as far as you. If you're going to keep your coach, which it appears they are, I I think that you've gone as far as you can go with that tandem. Do you think something, if anything, would have been done, would have happened on Monday? Like, why wait? Because they did all well, the standard exit interviews. You talked to the team. And going into the offseason, apparently like normal. Or, like, how far do you wait now? Like, your season's over. Well, I've never, I haven't really heard any rumblings about him losing his job, though. You know, like usually there's an undercurrent with some of these guys where you're like, oh, you know, so-and-so's on the hot seat. You know, management's not happy. The owner said this. There's been none of that with the Bears. So 
I think most of it came during the regular season. It did. It came during that losing streak. Now all of a sudden you get to the playoffs I, and it disappears? I just think at the end of the day, I don't think the Bears regime and the decision makers have the balls to fire him because you're coming off, you know, and they were even trying to, like, talk it up during the game. Like, well, you know, it's hard to win in the NFL. I think Tony Romo was saying it. It's hard to win in the NFL, and, you know, I know Bears fans may not want to hear this, but you've made the playoffs two out of three years. It's like, big fucking deal. <laughs> you're 8-8. Eight and eight. The only reason you made it this year is because they expanded the playoff. Mm-hmm. So I don't really count that as a as a notch on your belt as a coach of a victory by being eight and eight and backing into the playoffs because everybody else lost. So I guess by from what I what I'm hearing from your explanation is that the Trubisky era not successful because of the coaches that have been around him and saddled with him and unable to execute with the guys that they've gotten on the field, courtesy of the GM, which Kurt, which uh, from all indications have not been great. Um, so I guess, is that more in an indictment of them than the quarterback? Like, like well, if, 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 you're, if you're apt to give one of those three guys or two another chance, I mean, that would seem like it would be the quarterback, but also, and we, and we talked about this last week and even the week before, you're not paying, you shouldn't pay him $23 million for one year on the franchise tag yeah. if you haven't made up your mind. And I think that's what is inevitably going to push him out the door is the financial investment you would have to make in Trubisky to bring him back. I, you know, you're not willing to swallow that where the investment that you've got in Nagy and Pace is much smaller. Um, but I, I think all three of them have to equally share in the blame. I think so much has been put on Trubisky. I think that's a little unfair. It's Look, I mean, it's a 53-man roster. The defense right. at times has sucked. You know, at times their receivers have dropped balls. I mean, you know, Trubisky throws that beautiful pass in the first quarter to Mims mm-hmm. wide open in the end zone, and the guy drops the ball. If he catches that ball, I'm not saying the Bears win the game. It's a different game. Puts a lot more pressure on the Saints. For sure. So, you know, whose fault is that? That's not Trubisky's no, fault. It's, it's not. It's not like the guy's going out there and throwing three interceptions every game like right. Cutler was doing. He's not a turnover machine. So, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. You know, you watched enough of them this year. Yep. It's a very, very sloppy, undisciplined football team. It, it, it's stupid penalties. How many times have I watched that team this year jump off sides on a hard count on fourth and short? They did it twice. Yeah, they did. With no fans in the stands. Right. They did it twice on Sunday. You've got stupid penalties and ejections. They, they talked about all week, I read, all week the Bears coaches harped. Gardner Johnson's going to run his mouth. He's going to try to get you. Don't take the bait. We took the bait the first time, and Mims punched him in the face and got thrown out. We're shorthanded at receiver. Don't take the bait. What happens? Miller takes the bait, punches him, gets thrown out of the game. Like, that kind of stuff. I said it then. They should have cut Mims immediately. Wims immediately. And they should have cut Miller today. They did neither, which, to me... Kind of excuses the behavior, doesn't it? Kind of, yes. Like, you wound up costing us a, a big moment in the game 
um, both of you, and now and you, you've—I mean, you've and got you're the marginal most, guys. Right. You're not. This isn't. This you're isn't not DeAndre Alan Robinson, Hopkins right, or Allen yeah. Robinson doing this. This is your. This is your fourth and fifth receiver doing this, and they're still on the roster. I don't get that. That 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 tells me of of a lack of discipline and the and those guys taking advantage of a coach that they know. I guess doesn't or or a GM that doesn't have a spine. So all those things are very very disappointing. I don't know how you correct them without bringing in new people, but I don't think they're bringing in new people. Okay, so then if you, let's just go through it. If you're going to move on, you do you get Foles is going to count. I think I read six point six against the cap. Trubisky's the free agent. So what is the path? Moving forward, you've got the twentieth pick. You're not getting your next next franchise quarterback probably with the twentieth pick. Well, nobody that's going to come in and contribute right now. Correct. It I might mean, be a guy that in it might be you know in two years he could be your starter, but he's not going to be day one. Okay, so that leaves a gaping hole if you don't use Foles or you. Oh my God, they well, can't play him. Oh my God! Then what do you do? You're gonna have to get into the game of musical chairs with quarterbacks this off season. So you sign another guy to a one or a two year deal or a one year deal with an option, or maybe because right now again you're at the point in the draft as well, like you said, whether you get a guy or not, he's not going to be ready within the next two year or two, probably right. more than two. I mean, I would imagine from from where you're taking him. So that means you're gonna have to get a stopgap. So who's out there? Who are you going to get? Well, I put I mean, a few guys down on the list okay. that, that I just briefly kind of ran through the league. Um, there's a lot of rumblings about what Miami's going to do. There's talk of them possibly trying to trade Tua and get into the so they can get Trevor Lawrence. Um, I know. I, I forget. Is our boy Bear, he's not sold on Tua? I can't remember what no, he has said. I don't think so. I don't no. think anybody is our, after what. We saw resident but, Janesville Dolphins fan. Yeah, I mean, so there's some unknowns there. Do they bring Fitzpatrick back? I don't know. I mean, he's a nice backup to have for a young quarterback, but he's good enough to start on some teams. Um, you know, what do the Jets do with Sam Darnold? I mean, that maybe I don't know if he's any good. Might be a guy that just needs a change of scenery. I don't know. Do you take a flyer on a guy like that? Um, do you take a flyer on on old man Phil Rivers and and give him one year twenty million bucks instead of giving Trubisky one year and twenty million bucks and think that you have enough around him with the rest of the team that you can make a run? Obviously, Deshaun Watson is floating out there because he allegedly demanded a trade. Um, a couple people have asked me about that. My response is, "Oh, you mean the guy they should have fucking picked four years ago instead of getting cute?" And picking Trubisky, that Deshaun Watson, Khalil Mack for Deshaun Watson. That's not enough if I'm t- if I'm the Texans. Even if he wants out, no, okay. I have to get a I have to be in position to get a quarterback to replace him. And I don't think and the Bears don't have the requisite picks and things to get that done. I think that's that's like a Jacksonville trades the number one for Watson. Okay, I think all right. Um, you know, and then you and now you're looking like Andy Dalton. He was okay with the Cowboys. Um, Cam is out there, but he can't throw. Right. Uh, Matt Ryan's in his mid-30s and is going to make a ton of money, but he's on the back end of his career. Garoppolo might be out there. I don't know that he's any better than Trubisky. 
The guy that I would love to see on the Bears, but it won't happen because <laughs> teams typically aren't going to trade in division. Tim Boyle. Stafford. That wouldn't be bad. I think that's that's the exact kind of guy. Like, I was, I was talking to a friend today. Like, I think Stafford's a good player. I'm not saying he's a great player. He's been in the Lions, man. Right. Who who in the in our entire they've had Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson and it was so bad there those guys quit in their primes. That's a major indictment of the And it's not like Stafford's franchise. super old. I think he's like 33, No, but you've 32. also got another guy that's kind of brittle. I don't know. He well, he might be a little brittle, but I mean, he's a tough well, son of a bitch. He's playing through a lot, he's don't a tough get me bastard, wrong, but yeah. uh, you know for, but I mean, that's I think that's who's potentially out there, and it's not super appealing. Every everything on that list, with the exception of Watson and possibly Stafford, which ain't going to happen because, like I said, the Lions aren't going to trade him to the Bears. They're all stopgap one year guys. You know. Well, then, then if you're going to go that route, then you've got to find somebody in the draft right. or a young guy that you think you can groom and hand the clipboard to for a couple of years and watch these guys play. Yeah. And then you just got to go with them. Whether whether you trade up or not or whether you use your first, second, or third to try and get a project guy, I mean, you can only go so far with any of these dudes. If Drew Brees retires and the Saints have given Taysom Hill that contract they gave him, is Jameis Winston available? Probably. I, you know, somebody like that. But again, you're talking about guys that, they're they're available for a reason. They're yes. either old, and nobody wants them anymore. And nobody wants to yep. pay what the going rate for an old quarterback that's still kind of good is, or you've got these young guys who you don't know if they're any good. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a shitty spot to be. All right. Um. Before we get to the games, then in that spirit, you are a head coach. You have. Seven options. Here's what you're looking at. Where is the place that is most appealing to you, factoring in what you've got, not only with the quarterback, but Chargers franchise. Okay. Already picking that with Herbert. For sure. Jets, you don't know. I don't think right. anybody would want to go there. Right. Jaguars, you don't know. Right. You assume it's going to be somebody new. Um, Watson maybe with the Texans, but their 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 cap and their draft situation is a disaster. Herbert and the Chargers, you already said. Stafford maybe with Detroit. Matt Ryan maybe with the Falcons, and then you've can maybe going to inherit the Eagles mess with Wentz and or Hurts. But Chargers, no for doubt for me. For me, Chargers, no doubt because you've got a a possible young star quarterback in Herbert. Mm -hmm. You've got very good offensive weapons in Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. You've got a couple of defensive studs with Ingram and Bosa, and you play in a huge market. I, I The only knock on the chart, well, there's two knocks. One, nobody in your market cares about you. No. And you're in the same division as the Chiefs. Those are the two knocks. I think the Jacksonville uh, one is interesting, especially if you know you're going to take a quarterback or you're going to trade for a quarterback. I mean, their owner is that uh, 
Shad Khan guy, Correct. and he's got deep pockets. Yes, he does. Um, you know, Jacksonville's not the most desirable place to play in football. And you always seem to be playing one or two of your games per year in the UK. But, like, they've been in more conference championships in our lifetime than the Raiders. Right. Which is weirder than, you yes. know, not in our lifetime, well, but no. in the last 20 years. Yep. Um, You know, the Texans, yeah, you got Watson, but you ain't got much else. The Jets, I the Jets and the Lions. Like, there's not enough money. I don't think to get me to go there. Um, the the Falcons is the Falcons were one of those teams. They got a lot of talent. Something's missing though. Something's off there. I don't know if Matt Ryan is the deal, but you know they got Julio Jones and Ridley, and they got some running backs, and their defense ain't that bad. And a nice brand new stadium. You got a nice new stadium. You know your your division is going to open up in two years, regardless, because Breeze and Brady are going to be gone. So that could be appealing. But or if that will turn into the NFC East, I don't know. Then that'll be the new NFC East. All right. I well, just... here here's the last thing I want to touch okay. on with the Bears. So Nagy. His record through three years, including the playoffs, he's 28-22, and 22, which on its face isn't that bad. You say, ah, 28-22, made two playoffs. That's not bad. Well, you're 0-2 in the playoffs. Yes. Dan Orlovsky said this stat the other day on TV, and I almost fell out of my chair laughing. In the 50 games that Nagy has coached, in 18 of the 50, so what's that, 36%? Yeah. So every third, one out of every three, three games. About. They have scored one touchdown or less. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. The I think he said I think the uh Bengals were the only team that was worse. That's than not that. surprising. But think about that. In every third game in the last 3 years that you've played, you've scored one touchdown or less. That's ridiculous. Now again, who who does that reflect? Poorly on. It's got to be the coach and the GM because they're right? putting the players on the field. Right. It's got to be. You haven't given me enough talent as the GM, and right now as a coach, you can't maximize what you got. Right. If Trubisky's no good, he's no good, but you keep putting him out there. Right. And and what you're doing is not working. Right. So do something else. I mean, there's enough Kevin Whites and Cole Komets and Adam Shaheen's <laughs> and, you know, Leonard Floyd's and guys like that that they've drafted in these first couple of rounds that have not panned out and or no, no longer even on the squad. That falls at the feet of the people putting the team together. Mm-hmm. So that's a, I'm just that's very, very happy step. that I don't have to talk about this team anymore. Done. Done. <laughs> Until somebody gets fired or they get a new quarterback this summer, I'm done. Not even going to pay attention in the draft to see what happens? I mean, I'll watch the first round, and then after that, I don't care because I don't know anybody. I'm going to send you a mock draft a week. And I won't read it. That's great. <laughs> I'll treat that like you treat the Craig YouTube channel. Oh, I'll just be like, oh, yeah, it's there. Ow. It's there. That's cold. Yeah. I don't Ouch. Know. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Super Wild Card Weekend started off with the Bills and the Colts. Yeah, they're my new team. Entertaining Bills. I'm all in. Did you see the clip of the Bills family throwing their kid through a cake as a smash cake for his birthday? No. I saw the one where they lit the table on fire and threw the guy through the table. You and he, and then one. he lit on fire. Yes. Yes. And then all the friends went, oh, my God, we yeah. got to go put him out. Yeah. It's like, dude, if you're going to jump in the fire, don't wear mittens because they're going to light on fire. Right. <laughs> Let, let's, let's try and not wear anything flammable. Right. 
while you do that. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to try and find this because it was phenomenal. So, like, I'm, I mean, I know you don't have kids. Have you heard of Smash Cakes? No. So you make a kid who has no idea it's their birthday when they're young, and you put a cake in front of them, and basically what they do is they pound it and play with it and just smash it because they don't know how to eat it at the time. Sure. It's just the birthday cake that the kid can just essentially destroy. Is it actually a cake? Yes. Okay. Yes. You you make it, and, and the kid gets their hands all full of glop, and they lick it, and they eat parts of it. Nobody else has anything. Sure. It's just for the kid. it's disgusting. Right. Yes. So the this was a Bill's gender reveal with their kid and so basically they're going to put the kid through the cake wow in order to reveal what kind of yes i wonder how many uh child service calls got made that day well it's softer than a regular table Jesus. but i i had to explain to somebody oh yeah that's bill's mafia that's what they do you should see what they do in the parking lot before the game yeah that's not even involving alcohol this one no or fire right right, right. so so bills are your team yeah, I, I mean, I, I like these guys. I've, I'm kind of – there's a couple of young quarterbacks that I think are really fun. I like Josh Allen. I like Kyler Murray. I like Justin Herbert. I think those guys are um, hopefully guys that for the next 10 years will be fun to watch. Right. I mean, they're not on my team, which, you know, sucks, and um, <laughs> that's just something you have to deal with as a Bear fan. But, yeah, um, yeah you know, it's it's when I'm sitting around watching Red Zone or something on a Sunday, it's kind of cool to have sure. these kind of fun guys to watch. Uh, Buccaneers beat the Washington football team, which probably was a little bit more of a game, I think, than a lot of people were expecting, considering uh, Alex Smith wasn't starting. I've changed my tune a little bit on Washington. Okay. They're not that bad. And that's a team that if they can find somebody competent at quarterback, kind of, you know, if it's one of these guys I mentioned that is in the mix for the Bears, dude, Ron Revere is a good coach. That guy knows what he's doing. I mean, he he was the one that had that Bears defense rolling in the mid two thousands when they were going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He he had the defense rolling in Carolina when they went to the Super Bowl. And this Washington defense is good, and they got a couple guys in McLaren and uh, the running back who's uh, is it Gibson? I think that sounds he, right. He's he's not bad. Um, they're not super far away from being a, a ten and six type of team and winning that division, competing for playoff spots? Even though it's a garbage dump of a division, I mean... For the I think pe- next year it's going to be better and, and pretty good. For the people that love the stories, I mean, you got your coach coaching through chemo and cancer, and you've got, I mean, if you just see pictures of Alex Smith's leg, you wonder how, one, he can walk, let alone play in an NFL game. Well, and then this Heineke kid that starts right. on Saturday... Yes. He's playing his balls off. He's making. He's diving in the end zone and shit, and he's getting just blasted on 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 hits from the the Bucks D line. And he's getting up, and you can tell that his shoulders just like hanging there. And like <laughs> his linemen seem to love him. I mean, they were all like you know very protective of him, and a lot of patting him on the head and stuff. And it was like I don't know if this kid is in their future plans, right? Do but you, do you give him a look with everything that you have? But it it kind of tells you though what bringing in the right kind of guy can change your your culture. See, and and I think Rivera, the, the changing of the name and some of the things that have gone on this year in that franchise, it, it hadn't happened until he got there. Right. And I think you got to give him a little credit for maybe changing some minds on some stuff. That's one of those things where I think with him and, and maybe this, this Heineke kid – you don't have to get the best guy. 
you got to get the right guy. Yep. And so long as the right guy is pretty good, you can do some good things. Yep. And I and I think if that's the kind of culture change that they're looking for, it's all they need to do. Well, look, everybody wants to win the Super Bowl, well, of course, but you don't but, need to go out and pay over you know overpriced talent to go do stuff right. and you've, then, you've ha- tried and then that. have it, it not work. It hasn't worked. Right. You've you've gone that road if you're Washington, and and maybe you know maybe bringing in a guy like that creating a, a culture and kind of starting from scratch is the way to go. Mm-hmm. And and being in the division that you're in, you kind of got a little time to do that, which might work in your favor. Right. Uh, Rams beat the Seahawks. I texted you during the game. I don't want any of that Rams defense, and that's what the Packers have. Um, I mean, that line and that front seven is just scary. Well, they got the best down lineman in football. Yes. And they've got probably one of the two or three best cover corners in football. Yes. So so the only saving grace is that their quarterback situation is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the other guy nearly got his head chopped off. Yeah. Subbing in for Goff, who they didn't think was ready. And then they didn't have any choice but to put him back in, and they didn't even know what they'd get out of him. And they still don't know who the starter is going to be, according to the team. I bet they do. They're just not publicly saying it. Got to um, be Goff. That's what I would it's think. Got to be Goff. Um, but, I mean, the offense there doesn't really frighten me. The defense, I mean, if, if especially with the Packers line the way it is and having to shift around, you know, you've held up pretty much for a good portion of the season. He had a really bad game against Tampa Bay, but those guys could get after it uh, up front. And if, if Donald plays, he's got torn rib cartilage. He's going to try and play. Through that, They'll play. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if he's anywhere close to maximum capacity, they're going to be good. Well, you're still going to double him regardless. You if he's to. out there, you're doubling him. So it's going to leave it's going to leave Floyd and some of these other guys yep. in single, you know, one-on-one matchups. I mean, offensively for the Rams, uh, they can run the ball a little bit. Yeah. You know, they got a three-headed monster, and Akers has kind of become their featured guy. So they can he, do that. He had a good game against Seattle. Cooper Cup. Got hurt late yes. in the game, so you don't know what nope. his deal is. I mean, I don't know. Goff's going to have a week to heal up another, you know, with that thumb, and he's capable. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you I mean, it's, it's not somebody who stands no, back it, there and, and scares me. I don't think there's any team in the NFC offensively other than maybe Tampa that should scare that's you. What I, that's what I so. would look at, and especially if that's who you're going to see. But, I mean, Russell Wilson, man. I think that was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. He was terrible. He was thrown on the run, very inaccurate. I mean, he was skipping the ball at guys' feet without... He threw a couple of picks. Yep. One was a pick six. Yep. I mean, and, you know, everybody was healthy. He had his running backs. He had Metcalf. He had Lockett. There's so All of the requisite Russell Wilson excuses were not there. The defense had been playing better, and the defense was... All right. It wasn't like, you know, I think Goff only threw for like 170 yeah, yards. No, it wasn't anything much, crazy. No. So, um, yeah, that's got to be on Russell and, and Carroll. Um, losing at home to a, a Rams team with a, a one-thumbed quarterback. Right. Not great. Uh, Baltimore won on the road uh, by a touchdown against Tennessee. Um, Derrick Henry had his worst game of the season. Um, Lamar Jackson, your boy, he th- ran for over 150, threw for over 150. Yeah, can we slow down with that a little bit? I mean, if I have to hear one more, you know, media person sing the virtues of Lamar Jackson winning a playoff game, I mean, give me a break. He he 
he threw for less than 200 yards against a team with one of the worst defenses in football. And congratulations. The reason you won the game is because your defense shut down Derrick Henry. Correct. You still only scored 20 points. Right. So, uh, you know, at some point you have to be able to make throws. We said this for the last couple of years every time he lost. Yeah. And what happened in every one of those, in, in each of those games, he didn't throw the ball well. Right. So that's you, you get to the postseason. There's only so much of that stuff that's going to get you far enough. Yeah, eventually you got to make some plays yeah. with your arm. Yes, if if you're a quarterback, I was most entertained by the first three quarters of the Browns and the Steelers. What a debacle! Seriously, like I was on the couch by myself, and I like Jane kept saying, "What's happening?" I was just howling at at everything that happened to Pittsburgh in the first half. Are you a Pittsburgh hater? No, I'm not, oh, okay. but it was just hilarious because here the Browns come in. They could barely beat Mason Rudolph and a cast of substitutes in the final week of the regular season. Now you've got Big Ben and everybody back, and people are saying that, oh, these guys are going to get stomped. What happens first play? Your veteran center, one of the best in the league, snaps it 10 feet over your head. None of the two guys, Roethlisberger, the running back, can pounce onto the two-yard line. It skips into the end zone of the Browns. Why is it so it. hard to fall on a football? I don't know. I was like, what are you guys doing? Well, Roethlisberger... He didn't want any of it. No. That's and that's the thing with these old quarterbacks, man. (sighs) You see it with Brady and Breeze, too, like... I'm I'm not on the bottom of the pile. No. Nope. Those days are over. Yes. But, like, when you look at the situation, you have to realize, is it the two-yard line? If it goes any farther, we're fucked. Well, kick it out of the end zone. Take the safety. Yes. You know, that's what you should have done. And so then, then then they hopped on it. Then, I think, did they have a pick six on the next possession? Yeah. And then, or, or well, no, I think they punted, and then like Baker threw like a forty yarder. Yeah, and it was fourteen nothing. And then, and then there was a pick six, and it's like, what is happening here? And then it was twenty eight nothing by the end of the first quarter. You think their coach was hooting and hollering in his basement? I posted the Adam Sandler gif where he's in uh, Big Daddy laughing at the TV with cereal coming out of his mouth. <laughs> right. That it's, it's like like that's what he's yeah. doing in his basement, just laughing, like holy shit. But they and they. I knew I was going to go to bed, and it'd turn into a game. And yeah, got, well, you knew Cleveland wasn't going to be able right. to hold that offense to nothing. Right. So, I mean, they wound up still winning by 11, but, I mean, it got interesting in the late stages of the game. I wonder if this is it for Roethlisberger. I mean, he made the comment, I hope they'll have me back. Right. Which leads me to believe that he's he would like to play one more year. But, man, the last half of the season, he sucked. Is he a guy like Rivers who would go someplace else? Do you think if he has to go and gets thrown a lot of money to play for a a team that could probably do some things like Rivers and maybe make the playoffs, or do you think he'd just pack it in? I think he'd probably pack it in. That's kind of what I which way I would look. But, you know, I heard on the radio today uh, on your boy Cowherd's show that Joy Taylor was talking about oh, him. And the interesting thing now is, like, if you look at that division, the Bengals got their guy, Joe Burrow. Yes. The Ravens got their guy with Lamar, yeah, and and uh, Cleveland. Cleveland's got their yeah. guy with Baker, and like the got? Steelers are the team that's kind of in quarterback limbo right now of all teams to be in. You're that. not handing it over to Mason Rudolph. Hell no. And you're now in a situation like the Bears. Do you get a stopgap or do you have him back? And because uh, because you're not going to have probably a losing record if Roethlisberger comes back. No, too much talent. Right. Yeah. So, so even he, last year they couldn't have one, and he didn't. I mean, they were like 500, and he didn't even play. Right, so now are you in the position where you're going to draft around where the Bears are in the low 20s or whatever? 
Are you going to take a project guy and maybe bring Ben back like he asked and hope that this dude looks like your future dude? I mean, right. there's a lot of these teams that exit early that that seems like that you don't know what's happening. Where where what, what direction are they going? Well, and you put your eggs in the old man quarterback basket like the Colts have, like Tampa has, like uh, Pittsburgh has. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you lose one of these wild card games, and you're looking around, going, "Well, this dude's 39." Right. You know, Philip Rivers, he couldn't even get the ball to the end zone on the hail mary at the end of the game for no, midfield. Saw that he came up a little bit short. I mean, yeah. You know, when you when you're trying to when you've got a, a really good team, which I think the Colts do, and they've got some really nice young players like with with Hicks and and Taylor in the backfield, you got to be able to throw, right? You know, yeah. Loosen the D up a little bit. All right, so the divisional round, Packers kick it off. Is it odd to you that the number one seed in the NFC gets strapped with a Saturday 3.30 start time and not a primetime slot? Well, Is it just the least sexy It's because matchup? of the breeze braid. They weren't going to put two NFCs on Sunday. Yeah. So I'm a little surprised that the Packers are the early game. That's right. I would have thought they would be the night game, yeah. but um, yeah. I don't know. I... Uh, to me, that's a little bit better than Baltimore and Buffalo, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I've, we've already talked about what the Rams bring. Something is going to happen this weekend. Weird. In that game, one of in one of these games. Okay. Um. Well, I sh- I I don't think not in the Tampa New Orleans game because I think that whoever wins wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think both of the number one seeds advance. Really? No. You think Cleveland gives KC a run? KC or... hasn't been playing very well. Hmm. And I'll tell and, you what, and man. Cleveland's probably flying higher than ever right now. That Packer team is ripe. I've been saying it for about a month. Yeah. They've played nobody. Um, They're kind of, you know, smelling their own farts right now with everybody telling them how great their offense is <laughs> and how Devontae Adams can't be stopped and Rodgers is just having, you know, a, a rejuvenation and he's got this big chip on his shoulder. But, you know, if the Rams can get pressure on him, like you have talked about and mm-hmm. what you're fearful of, they're pretty ordinary when he gets pressure. And, you know, now all of a sudden in what just – Seems wrong. Doesn't seem like it should be allowed. They get to sign a guy that played last week for the Colts to, to play on their offensive line. That's the rule. And I that's, get it, and that's the Colts' fault. I get it, it but like, but but you're right. That, that that's playoff just, roster should be closed. no. That doesn't seem right yes. because like what could if the Packers lost like. I mean, it's not this black and white, but, like, Rodgers can't – can he go play for fucking the no. New Orleans? You know, but, like, I don't know. I think that's – yeah, it's the rule, but it's kind of stupid. How – I mean, I don't even know how you come up with that. Like, who knows that? I don't even know as a – pl- yeah. As a player? Like, oh, I'm eligible I'm to go sign with I'm not sure I would but... even want to do that. Kind of looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, it's – I don't know. I mean, I know he was on the Packers last year. Yeah, and they, and, and they so signed, they signed him out of retirement. Yeah. The Colts signed him out of retirement. Right. And he wound up being a pretty good player for them when they had him last year, and now they need the line help. They you know, they can plug him in if, if somebody goes down or something doesn't work or somebody's getting worked over. I mean, you know, it's – I mean – But, man, these playoff games – It's not going to make a difference. I mean, that Browns game's a perfect example. I mean, you get a bad snap. You get a fumbled – 
punt return like the Packers had against the Bears. Oh. You get a guy runs a kickback yep. or, or a stupid fumble uh, from Aaron Jones. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with the no fans there, the the home field will be limited. I don't know what the weather looks like this weekend yet. It's nothing. But it's, it's nothing. Not, it, from everything. It's not the Tennessee game. No, it's not going to be crazy. No. So, um, and, and, and with the Chiefs, the same thing. Like, you you look at that and you go, well, the Chiefs are going to win that game 30-10. to 10. But the Chiefs haven't beat anybody 30-10 to 10 in a while. Right. Is that complacency and boredom? Like, we're just waiting to get to the playoffs and we're going to turn it on? I just feel like the chances of a game happening like what happened in Pittsburgh, not lightning's not going to strike twice. But does, does Cleveland run the ball up their ass all day? Right. I, I don't know. In these one-game football scenarios, I mean, that's why football is the most popular sport because it's a one-game scenario. You just never know. Do, I. Who's the biggest... Primed upset for you in this whole list is it still Green Bay? I think Buffalo. That's what I was just looking because at. And the, like, well, because eh. they're the least experienced, right? You know, they've never been here before. Baltimore's got a good D. They got a really good coach. Um, you know, if Tampa beat the Saints, I mean, the Saints beat the shit out of them twice. twice. So, I mean, in that respect, it would be a little bit of an upset. But I mean, Tom Brady's their quarterback. He, you can't use those words right. synonymously. If if it happens, it's not shocking. Yeah, I mean, if the Rams beat the Packers, it would be shocking. But the divisional round, all four top seeds never advance. Somebody always gets beat. You know, you've always got. You, that's where you get Jacksonville in there a couple of years right. ago, or the Vikings a couple yep. of years ago. You know, and I wasn't real impressed with the Saints against the Bears. I mean, that Bears defense is good, but it hasn't been great. And the Saints really struggled. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Michael Thomas has not been Michael Thomas all year. And Drew Brees just, his, man, his arm strength is gone. Yes, it is. I thought they, they, they I haven't watched much, much of the Saints. I thought they subbed pretty, I'm searching for a word, but I played football, so my vocabulary is not great. Um. They subbed more than I thought they would bringing Hill in. Uh, is that has that for the, for the for the amount of Saints? Sean Payton's that, got a crush on him, man. It's just one of those things. Mm. I mean, right. you know, you you just have to hope as a Packer. I don't know. I don't know which one of those teams you would rather play in the conference championship. Can game. We just go right to the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, if I was a Packer fan, Camara would scare the living dog shit out of me. Hell yeah! You got nobody to tackle that guy. They can't tackle anybody to begin with. Right. That's my point. <laughs> No. All right. You got anything uh, else on the divisional round no. before the major news that happened yesterday in the fact that, or I suppose it was last night, that Eagles uh, owner, what, what's his, is it Jeff Lurie, fired Doug Peterson. And a lot of people thought that even with the record and even with the shenanigans in the last week of the regular season, a lot of people saw him coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... He had been rumored about being fired a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, you can't fire him. He's won a Super Bowl three years ago. Half their, half their team's hurt. You got Jalen Hurts as your quarterback. You can't fire him. But then Week 17 happened. Right. And I have a feeling that some of the reason why he got fired is because of Week 17 yeah. and what went down. I They're using the excuse of um, the different visions 
between right. the GM and the front office and the coach. But I don't know. I think there's a good chance that some of the some of the backlash and the bad PR that the Eagles got, it tells me that that was either a arbitrary decision made by Peterson to to bench Hurts, or he's their scapegoat. One of the two. So either way, I mean, I don't care. I, right. I don't give a shit about Doug Peterson. No. He'll get another job. Yes, he he's will. got his statue outside the stadium. <laughs> Whatever, he's fine. Does he, have a, does he have a road named after him in Philly? I don't for, know if they do for that there. Super Bowl, or is it just in Green Bay? Is that the type I think of that's thing? the only cheesy place they do that shit. Cheesy, thank you. All right. Um, Doesn't your boy Mike Sherman have a road up there? I hope not. He might. Fat guy Boulevard. I mean, we have a Sherman Avenue in James. I look like a pair drive. If you're so tough, put a jersey on Boulevard. Remember that? Yes. When Warren Sapp were trying to yes. beat his ass? Yep. Was that after the Clifton hit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, Mike Sherman. Thank you for bringing <laughs> that up. That's a nightmare. Texas A&M legend. Isn't oh that where he God. went? Didn't yeah. He? yeah, and then I think he coached some high school stuff as well because he went to the Canadian football. No, am I thinking of uh, Dr. Why are we Death? talking about Mike Sherman? Mark Mike, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm, no, that's I'm, that's the ass-white bear coach. I know. I'm getting those two confused <laughs> about where, what what happened to them afterwards. All right. Uh, let's go to the NBA. Uh, Bucks beat Orlando on uh, Monday night. Um, Portis had 20. Uh, Giannis came back after the one game, had, had a decent game. Middleton had a double-double as well. And then Bryn Forbes knocked in three point three threes as well and had uh, had 14 they beat they beat the Warriors without Giannis um uh before that and then the loss to Utah was what was last week so they're second in the east right now yeah which is weird um they're seven and four they're they're a half game behind Boston right now who's hasn't played their last three games because they're on pause from from they had COVID. nine players unavailable. They had to cancel their game yeah. against the Bulls tonight. I, I still haven't really loved what I've seen from the Bucs. Um, they've been all right. You know, they've beat the bad teams. Um, you know, the loss to Utah on Friday, they played good for for a period of time, but, you know, down the stretch they kind of faded. Giannis, Giannis got hurt, mm-hmm. took a pretty nasty fall, and after that he wasn't really right, and I think that had a little bit of bearing. But, you know, last night I watched the Orlando game, and I thought for three quarters they were pretty mediocre. And then in the fourth quarter they kind of just flipped a switch and, and turned it on and exploded and won the game going away. Um, I I still, you know, and I was texting with, with my buddy Vanderhei last night, Dante DiVincenzo is really having a nice year. You know, he's in year three. They're starting him. Um, He seems like he's really very confident, and you can tell that he's, you know, the game has slowed down a little bit for him. He's kind of starting to figure things out. I'm still kind of of the opinion I'd rather he came off the bench. And last night, uh, Novak, Steve Novak, was talking about something about that on the broadcast but he was talking about Bryn Forbes, and Bryn Forbes was getting the run at the two guard with the starters. And he said the last couple games we've seen a little bit more of that because of you know Forbes is a knockdown three point shooter. He helps spread the floor for Giannis. Divincenzo is a much much better player than Forbes, um, but I just think they need a little bit more punch coming off the bench. They need a little more of shot creation. And I think in the long run, that might be a good swap. The problem is 
it's the NBA and it's basketball and starting matters and it matters a lot to these guys. Um, which is funny because I learned I learned as a sophomore in high school, starting's cool, finishing's better. I'd much rather play the last three minutes than the first three. Sure. Um, you know, and maybe Budenholzer can still start him, but tweak the rotation a little bit, you know, with your substitution patterns. Maybe, you know, maybe DiVincenzo comes out early in the first quarter and then he goes back in with the second unit, but you still start him. There's there's some ways to get creative with that. Um, but that being said, the bench has played a little bit better. Bobby Portis is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you also said he's strictly an offensive. Is that score right? Yeah, it is. Um, I saw that too. He, you know, he, yeah, he's not a defensive guy. He's he's an offensive player. But like I just said, you need some punch off your bench. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that he's at that place in his career where he got a little taste early with the Bulls mm-hmm. at the end of that Rose Noah run yep. where they were in Butler when they were still good. But then they all they all got shipped out. The Bulls sucked. Then he went to the Knicks. The Knicks are terrible. Right. Now it's like he's in his late 20s. He's like 26 or 27, 28. And now he's going, oh, I'm on a good team now. <laughs> now all that all that extra stuff that maybe I didn't want to do on the Knicks because we sucked and there was no point in diving into the first row. Well, now there's a point. And, uh, you know, he's been pretty impressive so far. You know, uh, DJ Augustine, Bryn Forbes, Connaughton, DJ Wilson, Thanasis, those guys are going to be hit and miss, so you need Portis to be consistent. I I, I told Vanderhei last night. I said, "Man, if you're DJ Wilson and you lost your minutes to Giannis's brother, who can't play, <laughs> I mean, he is he's a wild man on the court. I mean, when you if you watch him in there, like he's all arms and legs. He's running into guys. I guarantee you, everybody on every other team in the league hates his guts. I had a a cut this morning from Giannis, and I can't remember what whether he was talking about ball movement or how they've improved defensively. And he he ran off a list of like four guys who he said were doing a really good job at one of those, and I can't remember. Um, but the second guy he mentioned was Thanasis. Well, he plays his ass off. There's no doubt. I mean, and it's one of those things, it's like... It's like if for for anybody that was a basketball player growing up, if you ever played basketball with a football player or a wrestler, yes, and these guys because contact is just second nature, they're just smashing you. They don't really know what a foul is and this and that. That's kind of how Thanasis plays. He's running into guys. He's diving at their feet for loose balls. He's got his elbows up in their face. <laughs> Which, like, as a coach, and if he's on your team, you love that shit. Because it's, it's energy and it's effort. But, man, like I said, I guarantee you every team around the league, they fucking hate that guy. <laughs> they do not like seeing him come into the game. Like, put DJ Wilson in. He's just going to float around the three-point line. Thanasis might take your head off. So, <laughs> okay, it's kind of funny. All right. Uh, they got the Pistons on the road on Wednesday. They're already 2-0 against them uh, this year. Uh, and then they got the Mavericks at home on Friday, and then they go to Brooklyn on Monday. So that that Mavs game and that Brooklyn game on the road might might be a little bit harder than Detroit. Yeah, the Mavs game that's an ESPN game Friday okay. night. And then uh, the good thing is about Brooklyn on Monday, they will not have to worry about Kanye Irving being there. <laughs> um, you know, what is it is that that's him going forward? 
Yeah. Kanye Irving. That is correct. I love it. Yes. Um, he's okay. a lunatic. Yes. He thinks he's smarter than everybody, yes, but in right. reality, he's a fucking idiot. Um, he's still out. He's missed like five games in a row. He's missed ever since the stuff at the Capitol happened. Oh, really? In, in D.C. He needed a he, he sat out for personal reasons. Then there was some talk of COVID. Is he talking to the media yet? Uh, not during this, okay. no. And now there's uh, he's going to be investigated by the NBA because there's some videos floating around of him at a family gathering of more than 10 people without a mask on. Okay. So, That's not surprising. Yeah. It's just one of those things where... I know him and Kevin Durant are friends, but if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm going, what the fuck? I could have gone anywhere. Right. And I had to come. And I hitched my wagon to you because we're friends. Dumbass. Now it's this. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I saw that uh, Bogdanovich suffered a fractured knee. I don't know what that is, but it sounds bad. Well, there's an old saying in basketball. It's called ball don't lie. Well, Bogdanovich lied. When he was interviewed about what happened over the summer, mm-hmm. he bald faced lied to the guy that was interviewing him. And, you know, you, you re-put yourself. And uh, I told you a couple weeks ago I thought that that was going to be a blessing in disguise, that right. that didn't happen. Not because of the injury, right. but I just think DiVincenzo is as good a player, and he's uh, under contract for a lot less money. Mm-hmm. So okay, I don't know how long he's out, but probably a month at okay. least. I would guess. I think it's some kind of a crack in the kneecap. Oh. So, uh, several. I mean, games are getting canceled this week. I already talked about the Bulls and the Celtics. Celtics are done for a while. They had um, a board of governors meeting today. The league did, and it sounds like they're going to crack down. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, the NFL went through this early, and then they cracked down and they started fining people. And I think the NBA is, you know, the the NBA they've made their own bed with this because the the league and the owners are absolutely terrified of the players because the players the I mean the inmates run the asylum in right. the NBA there's yes. no doubt about it and they're they're absolutely terrified of doing anything that's going to make LeBron or somebody mad right but I think they have to Adam Silver has to actually be the commissioner and not try to be their buddy mm. and he has to say listen when you're not in the game you're wearing the mask on the bench if you don't you're fine the coach has to wear a mask, the trainer, the assistant coach, everybody at the scorer's table. After the game, you're not out on the court hugging each other. I realize that you just were boxing each other out for an hour and a half. Don't care. You're not hugging your buddy after the game. Wave to him. See you next time. So they got to crack down on this stuff because uh, the 72 games – is the limit of the regional sports network. They got to get to those 70 games to get that money. It's a big deal. Okay. It's a big deal. So um, they can't have a 50 game season. They can't be canceling these games and they don't want to have to postpone it to the point where now you're screwing with the Olympics and then you're also screwing with the start of next season. So, which, what did I just read a headline not to get away from that? I just read a headline from the, the interview or they asked, took a survey in Japan of a, you know, a couple hundred, couple thousand people. 80% of the people in Japan don't even want the Olympics there. Yeah. Because of how many, the influx of people. Right. I don't blame them. The protocols and the shit they're just going to bring into the country for, a, you know, a month yeah. or less of what they're doing, and then they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. And who knows what kind of devastation they're going to leave in their wake with a country that's trying to get away from everything. That's one of those things where, like, with technology and television and 
internet the way it is, it's like you ought to just have almost every sport in their own place. Right. Like the swimming will be done yes. in L.A. Yes. The track and field can be done in Spain. The basketball can be in France. Like nobody's why does no, no fans. Yeah, why does like, everybody need to be in a village? Yeah, no. all they're going to do, I mean, if you've ever heard any stories oh, about Olympic God, Village, yes. it's just a hump fest anyway. <laughs> It's just a bunch of athletes from other countries screwing each other. Just giving, they're just so, giving away yeah. <laughs> birth control. Yeah, that's right. All right. Um, got anything else in the NBA? No, nope, nope, right. I'm good. College football season is over. You are glad about that. I watched maybe the first quarter, first quarter and a half of the national championship on Monday night. I mean, Bama's clearly the best team in college football. They have a stud at Every pos- every offensive position. Um, and Ohio State, uh, you know, you, you just can't hang. Should they have been in the championship to begin with? I don't know, maybe. Um, they beat the team that most people thought would, would be, be there. Right. So, so would Clemson or Notre Dame have fared any better? Well, we know Notre Dame wouldn't. Well, <laughs> Texas A&M, yeah. you know, they're, Probably not. They're, they're left out, but... I was reading some stuff today on, uh, I think it's called awfulannouncing.com. They, they ran down the ratings. The semifinals were a catastrophe of, of a ratings. Really? Yes. And this, was, this national championship was lower than any BCS title game. Wow. In the last, you know. People 10, are tired of the same some, old some stuff. Years. See, and that, like I was thinking about this because you're more of a college basketball fan than I am, and I'm more of a college football fan. Um, but I was thinking about what you always said about blue bloods and how everybody wants to see them. The same can't be said for college football because you get the same teams in there, and they, yeah, they might be the best, and they might be good at what they're doing. Like you always complain about, I'm not going to watch bad football. Well, you've got good football, but it's not competitive. Well, I, I watched a little bit last night mm-hmm. just because there was after the so Buck game got over, there was nothing, nothing on right. television. So I watched a little bit. And, dude, watching Alabama play football is very, very entertaining. But, yeah, it's not competitive. No. I mean, dude, that, that wide receiver they got, that might be the best wide receiver I've ever seen in college. I saw one He's play on the short list. where he was hemmed in on the sideline and he just like hit another gear and flew by everybody and got a first down. And I was like, yeah. I don't know how he got one yard, let alone 12. Well, there was one in the in the second quarter, I think it was, where Mac Jones threw an out to him on the sideline and it was like it was like the old inspector gadget. <laughs> like he got like his legs extended and his arms extended and he looked like he was 4 feet out of bounds but both his feet were in and it was just unbelievable catch. I mean, you know, Randy Moss and, you know, Michael Irvin and, you know, Julio Jones. I mean, he's this kid's on that short list of, of best I've ever seen. I haven't looked at any mock drafts. I'd be curious with all the quarterbacks oh, that, 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 that people need. If I'm him, I would love to go to the Bengals and play with Joe Burrow. I mean, they're going to have, I mean, is everybody going to take quarterbacks? And he, he might fall quite a ways. Yeah, that would be an interesting right? duel. Absolutely. Um, so I guess my question then is, I mean, I will watch this no matter what because I like football and mm-hmm. I want to see what happens. But, like, how do you get the rest of America back? Because some of these teams just won't go away. Well, Ohio State's not going away unless Saban leaves. Bama's not going away. I'm curious to see what happens with Clemson. 
you know, but some of these teams are always going to be in the conversation. My only thing, and it seems to be what people, maybe not the majority, people are screaming for, open it up. Let's get a little upset possible with a seven or an eight seed against one of these guys and let, you know, let Cincinnati in, see what they got. Because to me, when you had some of these BCS games, when you let Boise State in, when you let Hawaii in, and yeah, they got murdered, that's not a, I mean, against Georgia, that wasn't a very competitive game, but like, you let some of these teams in, there's a little more interest, especially now that there's a tournament. If it's a one-off, okay, you got me for a little bit, but I'm not going to watch the whole game, but now if there's implications down the road, then you got me for not only one game, you got me for the next game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well... I think college football has backed themselves into a corner because if you have an eight-team tournament, are we really getting any teams? Are we really not going to have Alabama and Ohio State in the final? Well, that's what I mean. Or are we really not going to have Alabama and Clemson in the final? You know what I'm saying? Like, is Cincinnati really going to beat Alabama on a neutral field in a – 80,000-seat stadium when, you know what I'm saying? like seem to be like the NFL no. where weird shit can right. happen. So there, there's a problem with the monopolization, really, of, of a couple of these programs, of just the amount of talent. I mean, you know, this this freaking Mac Jones guy, he was sitting behind Tua and, and, and Hurts. Right. And it's like, okay, well, Hurts wins a national title. Okay, he leaves. Oh, well, now we got Tua. Oh, he leaves. Well, now we got this guy. And, and it just keeps going and going and going. And it's hard to believe that he's the one who set the national championship record. There's a third stringer on their team right now that you've never heard of that was a five-star that'll be the best guy in college football in a year and a half. I don't know how you change that. I think that the the a playoff would be very interesting and could be fun, but they've they've they're too married to the bowl system. You know? I mean Division three has proven that a playoff is very, very doable. And if you're worried about academics, as I say in quotations here, that's also very doable because, again, we see D3 do it. Right. So that can't be an excuse for D1. It's the Bulls. Right, because D3 passed the tournament. They don't have any other games. Right. You make the tournament. That's it. And that's it. Yep. There's no outliers for an exhibition game somewhere else on it, a neutral field. No. You're in the tournament, it's the tournament. And it would have you would have to decide what are the eight most important bowls. Right. And then you would have to rotate them where every eighth year the Rose Bowl right. gets the national right. title game and then the championship know, site changes. And I guess if you want to give the you know, the the Iowas and the Minnesotas, if you wanna still have the you know, the Scots Turf Bowl and they play <laughs> Western Michigan go play it. But don't expect anybody to care. Well nobody does anyway. Right. Once even before December thirtieth. Nobody really cares. But they, the college football, just the, the fundamental problem with the sport is, what is there, like 115, 120 teams? 100 of them are playing for nothing, like right. in, in team-wise. Yes. Like Minnesota or Maryland or Rutgers, they're never, ever, ever, ever going to compete for a national championship. No. Even the Badgers. I mean, Badger fans would argue with me about this, but... Like a lot of you things take the, would have to if, go right. If you took the best Badger team of all time and you put them on the field last night against Alabama, they get run off. Right, right. They get run off the field. 
And the Badgers have put a lot of guys in the NFL over the years. But it's that it's that collection of talent and that extra gear that these teams like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, you know, USC in their heyday that they have that the Wisconsin's, the Iowa's, the Minnesota's, the the Washington States they they can't match that. They can't compete with that. Most programs, especially if you are in a uh non-power 5 conference, the way that it the system is currently set up, you're hoping to catch fire win your your conference and be ranked high enough at the end where you would be going to a New Year's Six. You could get in like the bowl Cotton game. Bowl or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Where how Boise State got into the Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. You're not getting into the into the four teamer. And of those hundred, you're just not of those hundred or hundred and thirty. By the yeah, way, of those seventy five teams that are not in a Power Five, one of them might right. get that opportunity. Yes. The rest of them, they're they're playing for a conference title and to go, and, to, a and to, go to a random bowl game and then that, get a check from a sponsor and then that's a it. few of their alumni care yep. about and that's about yes. it. Yes, yep. And I just don't know that that's a sustainable system going forward, as people are are more and more going away from TV now. I mean, ratings in sports across the board the last couple of years are down because people aren't sitting down and watching those games and. If it's just the same old, same old, I don't know what draws the cat. Like you said, you're going to watch because you love football. Yep. And, you know, I, I watched a part of it because I like to be informed and we do a podcast and all that. But, like, my dad didn't watch a second of that game. My dad's a huge <laughs> sports fan. He didn't watch a second of right. it. Doesn't care. So, um, it, it, I, I read an article. It might have been at awfulannouncing.com. ESPN has now hitched its wagon to this whole bowl system. Yes. Because it's got they've got 95% now, I yeah. think, either on ESPN or ABC. Which also sucks. Like right. on New Year's Day, it was always fun where it's you like had CBS four. had a game, yes. ABC had a game, ESPN had a yep. game, NBC had a game. Yes. Like that was fun. That was the fun. Now they're all in a row all day. So yeah. when you're done with one, they go to the next one. And it's like, okay, I get it, but I want to be I want to be surfing. Mm-hmm. Because now they've got to spread it out that much farther to fit all the games on one network. It's all about that chatter, And that's man. right. And that's why they've married it. So they have to go in on with the current system. Because that's what they that's what they rely on. The 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 monopolization of this bowl system now with ESPN. Well, it's just unfortunate for, for for college football that they will never be able to replicate the basketball system, right? Because basketball has a chance to be much more random. For you sure. can have a Loyola right. win four games and make a Final Four. You aren't going to have Coastal Carolina win four games and get to the national championship. It's just nope. not going to happen. And nope. even if they did, Alabama would beat them so fucking bad. People would be turning it off in the first quarter. <laughs> Speaking of college basketball, uh, let's move to college hoops. I just what, what was the score that you saw for the Badgers? Well, because I saw that Michigan was on a 36-3 to run. It was 60-something to 20-something. 75-45 with four minutes yeah. left. So, yikes. That's bad. That's probably the worst beating they've had in over a decade, I would bet. Um, they, Badgers, get, when they lose, they don't get blown out. No. Nope. Um, they beat Indiana in double OT last week, which was a very entertaining game. Try save the rest God, twice. Indiana just could not figure out how to win that game. No. 
Nope. Couldn't figure it out. And and and, and they had chances, yep. but you know, Tyler Wall knocking down two threes in double overtime when yep. he, he he was not a great three point shooter and the bench just went ballistic, but Well he hadn't made one in like eight games or right. something. Yeah. No, it was <laughs> it was not good. Um but he was their saver against the Hoosiers, and now they're they're getting run tonight against Michigan. And now they got to go to Rutgers on Friday, a place that they have never won. And Rutgers ain't bad; they've been Since ranked this year. They were in the mid-teens, yeah. I think, at their highest. They might even been close to ten, um, but now I don't think they're ranked um, after they've lost a couple of games. Uh, but they've never won at Rutgers since they joined the Big Ten. So now you're not, now you're coming off an ass beating. They're going to stay in Ann Arbor, I believe, tonight. And tomorrow, or they or they might leave for uh, New Jersey on Thursday. So now they just got their ass beat. Oh, why don't you guys hang out for a day or two? Right. Yeah, no yeah. thanks. I want to get the hell out of here. But I'm sure they'll find somewhere to practice tomorrow. I'm sure. And then yeah. I'm sure after this early. beating? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say on, on, on the Badgers. Um, no, and, and Marquette, they, did, they didn't play last week. Their game against Villanova yep. was canceled. They got Providence tonight. They're at St. John's on Saturday. I mean, any week they play two games, I just hope for one and one. Split. That's kind of where I'm at with this team. <laughs> just hope for a split. All right, Manfred came out for, uh, for Major League Baseball, and he said, prepare for the start of spring training and a full 162-game schedule. Everything on time, full, let's go. They tried to push back everything by a month so that the players and fans could all get vaccinated and the union pushed back against that, so he just said, okay, here's, let's go, this is what we're doing. So at least they're not, it doesn't sound like they're going to mess around. What a surprise, a union balked at something that somebody said? What a shock. <laughs> um, April 1st is the start date, um, and then I think it's the 14th or the 15th for spring training uh, in Florida and Arizona. Mm-hmm. So um, you wouldn't know it, though, because we've heard radio silence from our team in state for what's going on. I mean, there, there's been nothing. No. I mean, they signed some jabroni today I've never heard of again, which is kind of what they, they do that about once a week. They announced the signing of some guy who was playing for the St. Saint Paul Saints or something that nobody's ever fucking heard of. But Did You, you talked to your boy about how good he is? No, they okay. pay him in crackers and socks and, you know. That's another good one. It, it I... I Somebody sent it to me today, like, right now they have Vogelbach under contract at first base, and their third baseman is like that. Matthias, Urias, and some other helmet. I don't even know who these guys are. Like, it has to be the worst corner infielders in baseball. But they'll they'll tell you that they're going to be competitive. Of course they will. And you know what? Their division sucks. The Cubs are getting rid of everybody. I heard that uh, Moustakas is on the trade block for the Reds. Really? They're trying to trade uh, Suarez as well. The Pirates oh, are the Pirates. Yes. Um, wow. So, yeah, this this might it's, be the— Is it going to be the Cardinals? It could be—well, and the Cardinals are not that great. I mean, this might be the NFC East of baseball this year. Oh, no. Okay, so maybe then we like everybody else. Maybe you got a chance. Yay! We made the playoffs. We're seventy nine and eighty three. Second wild card cool. game. Yeah, let's go. Well, get out. You know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, you you paid attention to a couple of things. I just saw that Schorber went to the Nationals. Schorber to the Nats. I think it was a one year, ten million dollar yes. deal. Yep. And then the big big blockbuster. Uh, the Indians traded Lindor and uh, Carrasco, I believe, mm-hmm. to the Mets. Um, which, you know, I don't really give a shit about either team, but you always hate when the small market dumps their star to the big market right. for a bunch of hopes and maybes. And maybes, right, yeah. You know? Yep. 
Because at the end of the day, in baseball, you have to spend money. You can have the, you know, the Royals had their little two-year window. Tampa Bay had their run last year. The Brewers were close in, in 2018, but... If you don't spend, you're not going to compete on any kind of a consistent basis. That window right now has seemingly closed, I would think, for for, for, for Milwaukee. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's that's what I would think. Yeah. I mean, you can compete for the playoffs and and look, if if you want to if you want that Packer mentality, just get there. Fine. But don't try to sell me anything else because you're you're not competing for a championship. Right, is currently constructed. Right, it's a it's a far cry when you were one game away it's from like, the World it's, Series. It's like we said about Doug Peterson last week. Just be honest, man. Right, just be well, honest. That's that that's a that's a big problem that I have with a lot of management type guys, front office guys. Like, what are you? you if you're must, rebuilding, say you're rebuilding, but don't you, tell me you're rebuilding right. and then go out and make a big trade, or don't tell me that you're going for it and then trade away your good guys, like. You can't have it both ways. Just be honest. I'm the, a freaking season ticket holder. Right. I, I did, we deserve, we're giving a lot of money. You know, we deserve to have a little bit of honesty yep. here with where the team's going. Right. And I, if the playoffs is the mantra, fine. Say so. Fine. Say so. We want to be in, in competition to be there at the end of the regular season. Yes. We want to play meaningful games at the end of the regular season because when everybody goes back to school, usually those games aren't very full, so we want people in the stands. That's the goal. Right. Or is the goal to win the title? I think they're two different goals. Oh, for sure. But I would not have a problem still supporting a team that, no. told, that told me the truth. Dude, we, look, We've been, we, grew, we, yes. we were born in 1980 and 81. Yes. We, we've, we've been through the shit. You know, I, yes. we've seen the... Uh, the Ricky Bonus All Star years, <laughs> you know, the Davy Lopes managerial oh, yeah. reign, yes, you know, getting excited because Richie Sexton hit forty homers, yep. but the team barely won forty games. Like the support's there. That's you know, that's not going anywhere. So I, I, I mean, I guess I wonder why, why you don't put a little faith in your fan base. You know what I mean? What do you why, mean? Well, it's like, do you do you? What do you mean by being honest with yeah. them? Yeah. So, so if like, if I were to tell somebody like you and thousands of other twenty pack holders or season ticket, full season ticket holders, suite owners or whatever companies that have those, if I were to tell you as that, like, hey, we're gonna have to take a step back this year. Here's what happened financially. We're not in a position to do this. However, we're gonna try and construct the team to be competitive, competitive in the division, and then maybe at the end. We could be in the mix for one of the wild card spots, but we'll only get one game if that. But that's where that's that's our ceiling. That's what we're shooting for as a goal. Now, are you going to renew? Right. And I think the I think because I of the three major sports, I think baseball is the ultimate crapshoot of like you can have a roster in April that doesn't look very good. And then all of a sudden in August, they're winning the wild card. And you're like, how are they winning? Who are these guys? Right. Like that can happen in baseball once in a while. So I think they're probably fearful of maybe pushing people away early. Uh, I don't know. But um, and, and this isn't just a brewer thing. No. This, is no, a, this, is, this happens with a lot of yeah. small market yep. teams where they tell you they're going to compete. But in reality, they're not. Um, I think the Brewers really do believe they are going to compete. But, again, compete for what? Compete for the playoffs or compete for a title? 
and I don't think is currently constructed, they have any prayer of winning three rounds in the playoffs to get to the World Series. Right. I just don't see it. All right. Uh, what's new on the Janesville Craig Hoops Classic YouTube well, channel? We got some state games this okay. week. So we will have uh, both games from 97 when we went to state. Uh, the one I'll put up tonight was the quarterfinal game. This is back when the state tournament was actually good. <laughs> and you, you had eight Division One teams. You've been vocal about that since yeah, they made they, that they, switch. they wrecked the state tournament. That's why nobody gives a shit about it anymore. The The best day of the state tournament was always Thursday. Yeah. Because you would get the two D1 games in the afternoon and the two D1 games at night. Um, so this is the first quarterfinal game. We played Oshkosh North. Um, a pretty good team, and uh, we knocked them off. And then this weekend, I will put up the semifinal game, which we lost to. They were at the time the defending champions, Milwaukee Vincent. Mm-hmm. They won state that year. They also won state the following year. So they had a hell of a run. They had four D1 guys on that team. Wow. Um, Jose Winston, who was the player of the year the next year in the state, he went to Colorado. Marshall Williams, who was the player of the year in the state, two years later when I was a senior, he went to NC State and blew out his knee, which was unfortunate because he was really good. Uh, They had James Wright, who ended up playing on those Milwaukee teams Mm -hmm. when they were making their tournament run. Then they had uh, Terry Sanders, who was on the Marquette Final Four team. Oh, nice. And played a lot. Wow. um, Yeah, so they had those guys that we had us. And we we had a chance down the stretch. We yeah. just you know they they pulled away a little bit. I think they, I think they won by eight or nine. That's but a lot of firepower. Oh yeah, We're a high school team. Big I mean, time. I mean, you see a well, lot. Well, and of... you get on that big floor up there, right? And they're just they were just so much quicker and more athletic than our guys. And you know, you I mean, you've been following this a lot of times. I, what I mean, what's the best, most loaded team? that you've ever seen with as many prospects? Because, I mean, you say, hey, I mean, we get excited if we get to go see a game that Parker or Craig has to play against a team that has a D1 guy. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, a non-power conference or whatever, it's like, okay, we'll see what this guy's got. You got four guys on one team that are going D1. I mean, do you remember a team yeah, that's... Yeah, I, I mean, there were some King Wa- King and Washington teams in, like, the early, mid-'90s. Like, the, the team... Um... That Borlowski's team played. They had th- like three or four D one guys on it. That Vincent team. I mean, like I said, they won state three years in a row. I mean, that was really dominant. Um, you know, Germantown a couple years ago when they had Showalter, Luke Fisher, Showalter's brother, and uh, that Bearden kid who I think went out to Buffalo and played for Bobby Hurley. That was a really good team. The point team with. The Hauser brothers and and Trev Anderson, that was a really loaded team. Some of those Madison Memorial teams with, like, Matthews and Blue and and Maimon and Nankaville, like, those were loaded teams. Mm. So there's been a few, you know, every four or five years it seems that all of a sudden you're looking like going, holy shit. Like, nobody's (laughs) beating these guys. This is like, basically it's an AAU team wearing high school uniforms. So... So, yeah. Okay. Was it who was the who did Jalen Johnson go to when Nicolay. he came? Nicolay. Yeah. And they, that was the same thing. They I mean, were so, and they yeah, were in D two. And, and they're and they're up there too. I mean, you got him. You had uh, Sibley, who's at Georgetown. You've got Jalen Johnson's little brother, who I think is going to USC next year, and then that Graham kid, yes. who's on Maryland right now. So, yeah. That's, it's just it gets just to a point outrageous. where it's kind of like, well, what is the point of this? Right. 
Man, if you uh, if you want to see Dan as excited as I've ever seen him or hear him anyway, <laughs> check out our podcast from uh, this past what was it? Past Saturday night yeah. when there was an intentional foul call that wasn't in a game with uh, Janesville Craig and Elkhorn. Check it out on WCLO.com. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to tell him to put a skirt on, but you, you, were, know, you can't I mean, say that anymore on live radio. Quiet as the gym was, you were probably the I was loudest. trying to be I loud. I can tell that you might have been. Yeah. I was trying to be loud. He ain't going to throw me out of the game. So, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so great. You know, two kids go up towards the rim to try to, you know, Craig kid tries to block a shot on a dunk, and they call it an intentional foul. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Just well, you, let him dunk it? Yeah, you, know, you brought up the good point. Apparently, we're not allowed to try and block dunks anymore. No. Sorry. Guess there's a, uh, only one guy is allowed to be athletic at a time. That was probably the highlight of the season so far. Well, there hadn't been a lot. All right, that will uh, that'll about do it for this episode of the intentional foul. I can't believe we got an hour and twenty. Yeah, out of next that, week but... we'll have uh, I'll, I'll drop a video that I think a lot of people will have fun watching. Okay, so all right, we'll, we'll, we'll save that one for the next. Look week. for that next week again. That's on YouTube. Janesville Craig Hoops Classics. Uh, thank you for listening and downloading and subscribing. And as always, please tell your friends. I am Josh. I'm Dan, and we will talk to you next time. Go Bucks.